Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the B-Team podcast, part of Jackrabbit Illustrated, the Splitting Hairs podcast group, probably part of the FCS Fans Nation podcasting network. As always, we are brought to you by our title sponsors, Drake's Place in Bottle, South Dakota. If you're heading up into the Aberdeen area or north central South Dakota, stop by Drake's Place. They've got awesome food breakfast they got breakfast menus even keto menus the whole nine yards there um on and off sale liquor stop in stock up get some good grub while you're there um and also our other title sponsor cottonwood coffee and bistro um they are now online orders they're in minnesota walmarts if you go online use the code ji22 to get 10 percent off of your order although some restrictions may apply um, beyond that, it is our regular crew tonight. It is me and Ben and the hardest working man on the GI podcast group. Chad Myro is just workhorse of the whole place here. He's, yeah, he's I don't know even, about that. I don't even know. Do we call it? He's not even really a member of the beat. He's like a team status. He got called up. He got the yeah, call up from not the big so dog. Much. The podfather initiated him to the A team. Did you get knighted yet as like an A team member? I don't think so. No, I don't no, think it's more of a mafia. It's more of a mafia ceremony, isn't it? Right? Is that how that works? We haven't we haven't been on the A team like you have. So is there is there In, a secret handshake that Matt taught you? Uh, I'm not falling <laughs> for it. I'm not falling for it. The sigh. Is it more of a straight up and down handshake or has it got a twist? <laughs> It's sideways. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, Just yeah, on a two-way podcast, I was not so sure what yep. that's supposed to mean. <laughs> Ron wants you- to know why is there an A and a B team? Um, it's a good so- question. If you are a new listener, like on the uh, FCS Fans Nation Network, who we've been getting tons of viewers on, so thank you so much. Um, we were the B team before they were the A team uh, because it was me and Ben, and that seemed kind of obvious with Ben and Brendan. So we went to B team. And then, uh, yeah, after that, um, they uh, they cha- they named themselves the A team. So that's kind of well, how that went. It was a little bit of a play on absolutely, too. Because like they yes. used to say yeah, absolutely yeah. all the time, oh, so they were God, the A team. We'd count them. We'd, we'd we count laugh them at them absolutely. every time. It yeah. was the best. I love Garrett. Absolutely. I have a flag. It's not on this wall because that's painted by my mother-in-law. Yeah. Um, so it's on my other wall, which is also can't cover Spe- that up. Speaking of flag, uh, some exciting news uh, at the Hobo Day tailgate coming the following week. Uh, we will yes. have a. A Something. new Come addition, a new oh. addition to the the tailgate. I'm not going to say what it is. Uh, you'll you'll notice it when you stop by. So stop by and check it out. Matt, I'll have to come over and see it, won't he? Yes, hmm. I think he will. So you know, it, speaking of tailgating shit, you know what pisses me off? You remember my flag holder I had that goes in the hitch of my truck with my tallest flag in the tailgate lot still, right? Um, I lost it, right? And I can't find it. So I've been ratchet strapping my damn flag to my tire like a real hillbilly. Oh, yeah. Um, I watched it. It was it is. <laughs> it was impressive. That's, that's engineering <laughs> in action right there. Uh, but it's, uh, I've ordered two new ones, and neither of them have been big enough for my pole. That's what she said. 
It's very frustrating. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 Had to work that in conversation, didn't you? Uh, oh, you betcha. <laughs> All so, right. Well, we should no, probably talk about there was a game that occurred. Uh, we should maybe get to that. It was there. Yeah, that, that was a good time. That, that, that whole trip was a good time. That was. So, yeah, for those of you who don't know, we took uh, we, we hopped on the bus. Uh, shout out to Thomas Dunn and that crew for putting that together. Um, there was about 50 of us on the bus, uh, hopped in on Brookings, stopped at Watertown, stopped at Summit, um, and then got up to Fargo, set up at Buffalo Wild Wings. Thanks to them again for hosting us. Uh, they were nice enough to let us set up on their rooftop. Did a live pod there. That was fun. Thank you to Matt Frazee. He's always awesome to have on the pod. Um, and and then we went and did some tailgating over in the in the Fargo Fargo Dome Lots, which was a good time. Thanks to those guys for hosting us. I guess you can shout out their names. I'm not sure what they are. Yeah, they're the Horny Bison with an S. There you go. As God intended. No, I know uh, Tab listens to the show, Terry. So shout out to you, buddy. Uh, no, they're a lot of fun. Uh, we had a good time. Um, yeah, the the old sad sad horns. Um, you know, when the little blue pill comes down to town, then it makes them sad. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, the tailgate was a blast. Uh, we had a lot of fun with Matt Frazee. Thanks to him for coming up. Thanks to the hair raisers uh, for borrowing us the equipment. Uh, thanks to First Bank and Trust and Brookings Chamber of Commerce for thinking of us and having us come along. Obviously, the biggest shout out to Thomas Dunn, mm-hmm. who uh, reached out to us about it. Uh, it was awesome. You know, Jim Poppin says uh, the bus trip was awesome. Well worth the money with great uh, Jack's fan, fans. Oh, the Podfather's what? You're on vacation. You're hey, not supposed to yeah, be watching this. Be what is this? Tonight. This was get out of here, Dad. We promise, Dad. 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 <laughs> this was supposed to be our fun podcast. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. the Big Twelve is going to flag me. It's yeah. not wrestling. Yeah, we are a part of the Big Twelve, so that is unsportsmanlike, uh, uh, you know, on us, I guess. All oh, the kids are already asleep. This is, you know, we can't get away with anything on this podcast. I tell you what, so much for being unsupervised. <laughs> um, so after we tailgated, we tried to get in the game. Uh, turns out other stadiums have have problems too. Uh, getting in was a ones. getting in was a pain. It took forever. The line was huge. So, uh, we yeah. barely. You want to talk what? about how that went? You want to talk about how that went? You chose the gate. Uh, whatever, man. It, it, does, it, it, it doesn't look that long. It does, it's, look, you, there's not even a line outside. Like on well, the other side. How was I supposed to know <laughs> they have that huge? I mean, it's. I tried uh, telling you. A shopping mall is huge. They have so many yeah. open concourses in that mall. It's like. I, right. I did not expect so all their lines were inside, which is nice when it's cold out. But man, the the amount of people they had waiting in line to get in there was kind of stupid. Well, you know, what it's apparently like their Saturday fans sale. need metal detectors. Yeah, you get wanded going into that place which and is metal detectors. A hoot. Oh, yep, yep. You got to do the walkthrough, and then they wand you. So it's yeah. like uh, I, a poorly I, dressed I, wizard lets you into their stadium. Right. I didn't uh be ignited to be it, on the A team. It was fine with me that we missed the uh the whole lights out stupid run through their inflatable the, the yeah. ugly inflatable helmet they have. That that is the ugliest like entrance thing out there. Like that 
their ugly little green open helmet thing. That's just, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do, know. They got do better going on. Their fans like it, but you know, what do you do? <laughs> and I, I had forgot this thing. I had forgot that the seats were all blue there. Yeah. Was, uh, Cause I looked around. I was like, you know, when not everybody sat down yet, I was like, Jesus, there's a lot of SDSU fans, but I was like, Oh no, those are the seats. Like <laughs> those are just blue seats. Well, when you, unfortunate for them when you get a free stadium you know you don't get to pick the seat color i guess apparently and you know what last time they picked their seats they got cushions and screwed up their legroom in the basketball arena so that's right it's probably for the best got taken out of their hands got to be a better color anyways yeah could you imagine that place if it was green seats i i mean uh, for them it would be, be better it would be nausea inducing yeah if if that whole thing was that green, that'd be a lot of green, dude. Right. But anyway, so we finally got up to our seats. We got sat down, and then the game started, and it did not go well. No. Um, no. It was it, a... That first drive, it was like a hot knife through butter, and I thought, oh, boy, we are in for a game. Like, this is going to be a problem. Um and then we answered, which was good. We came back with a with an answer, um, and then I thought our defense would, you know, buckle down, and it just didn't happen in that first half until later. But uh, that was, it didn't look good um, in that in that first half. Yeah, you know, and you know, you look back on that first half, they definitely had a game plan of um, wanting to loosen us up with the pass, and they recognized that their offensive line could give them a little more time than Carson Camp got, and they executed it really well. Um, you know, obviously where it got interesting was the personal foul that everybody's talking about on Cam Miller and then the interception after it. And for me, everybody brings up that personal foul and how weak it is, and I genuinely do think that was a pretty weak personal foul taunting call it it just was i don't care if he was looking at the sidelines but if you watch the replay what i actually think that ref saw because you know their their fans and um you know dom Izzo and all those guys were posting it all over it looked to me like the ref wasn't looking at him until he saw just the right hand motion of drawing the bow back and it looked like a throat slash staring at the at the sidelines if that's all you caught of it which is why that celebration's stupid because you're setting yourself up to get a flag thrown on you and here's the deal 15 yard penalty and interception or not that shouldn't mess with your heads like it messed with their heads and i remember tweeting out like this is a gigantic play and i meant from our side but you do the rewatch and watch their the ndsu broadcast their sideline reporter she's down there after that interception she's like the, the mood has completely changed down here. There's guys yelling at each other. And, like, I don't know if mentally they're nearly as tough as they used to be as a team. For, right. for that one play, you're up 14 points at home. That is not worth losing your minds on each other amount about. And that just tells me, A, they might have kind of felt like they weren't supposed to be beating us. Like deep down inside, they kind of knew we probably were the better team, and they were just terrified of doing anything, anything wrong. But yeah, yeah. which uh, by the way, uh, that silent reporter you're talking about, what's her name again? Uh, I'm not, not, 
not gonna say it. I'm not. Well, every, well, I don't know her name, and every comment I have after that is just <laughs> well, it's not whatever her name is. Uh, what's up? It's not for me. It's for you, Ben. I'm not saying because every comment I have is Ben related in this one. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to put you on put that on you, buddy. <laughs> After the Tinder saga and everything else, gonna, <laughs> we don't need to hang Ben out to dry three weeks in a row. Uh, I'm <laughs> guessing my son isn't watching this one, but I'm not not for sure. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So the Your whole mom. the the whole uh, so Matt Matt says. The Podfather says he clearly uses a release to shoot his bow. If he was a real man and used a tab or his fingers, it wouldn't have been called. Uh, you're, right. you're right. You're Maybe. exactly right. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I think watching. Matt also thought he probably he? said something. <laughs> and I, I think that probably is the case, too. He probably did say something. He might have said something, but I think what the ref saw was that like he was staring at the sideline. like He was clearly like taunting the sideline and like, I mean, whether, whether there's a guy right in front of you and you do that, or if you're looking directly at the sideline, like the sustained look that he was given the sideline while he did the celebration, that's what they saw. If he would have just done the thing towards, towards where he completed the first down to, he wouldn't, wouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. Like he wouldn't have, wouldn't have called it. So I don't know. His bad for doing that. But Seth Meyers with me. He he thinks he saw it late and just saw the motion right. like this. And um, but you know what's interesting is what is you know we we catch all sorts of uh, flack from NDSU fans about how we need trick plays and blah 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 blah. NDSU's done like a trick play every marker game for like the last three four games, and you can say that that play that the interception was on wasn't a trick play and it was a repeat of a play they'd already run with cam miller earlier in the game which is basically the same thing we ran with pierre strong yeah except instead of having a quarterback in front of them they did the exact same fake run and then pop up and throw it and they figured that their quarterback who's run all the time it was going to work better or be able to work even though it was getting run a second time and it didn't and it just didn't. Yeah, man, we were we were ready for that one. Like there was, we had guys back covering everything, and uh, somebody yeah. was saying he had he had time to throw that, and I he did not. He he was I think it was Winkleman no. was bearing down on him. He was going to get sacked. Um, he panicked and threw it up, and Herder made a great play. Um, cr- credit yep. to him. Uh, came back after you know the mistake on the previous play. Um, he covered this one really well. Was in the right spot and grabbed it, and it was a game changer, like literally right. a game changer. That game was not looking good. Um, <laughs> Dallas says we should do a weekly podcast where we just break down NDSU penalties. I love it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think – I don't know who said – I think it was Garrett Myers said that 21-7 didn't feel that bad. I disagree. I, it felt terrible. It felt pretty terrible. Like, yeah, I was that, that, I, <laughs> we I, were I was sitting there. Some of my NDSU fans like, "Way to go! I didn't see this happening." Good, yeah. good, good on you, you dirty bastards. Enjoy this one. Yeah, he says didn't feel as die as years past would. Man, when we were down 20, 21 seven, even after that interception, going into half, like after we didn't do anything with the interception, mm-hmm. and then we went into half still down twenty one seven. 
I was just sitting there like, man, like our defense just hasn't looked like it had been. And like, you know, unless we make some changes, it's just not going to go well in the second half. And boy, we made some changes. Not right. being ready for that punt also. Just. Well, and Stig yeah. said that was 12 men. on. We had 12 guys on the field. Oh. And that's why they called. He got I called down from that. the box and it got uh, called down to him. We had 12 guys on the field. And that's why he called the penalty or called the timeout. So it wasn't just not being ready. Uh, we had too many guys out there. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of, I guess, why that got called. You know, when, when you look at that game, a lot of uh, people have said, you know, if we don't get that interception, SDSU loses for sure. I don't know about that. Because if you look, I mean, because nothing really happened after that play anyways, right? Other than the momentum swing, which is a huge deal. But the way we came out of the locker room and just dominated that second half, it's not insane to think that it's possible it could have gone that same way anyways because NDSU would have gotten even more um, (laughs) – would have even got more conservative on their play calls. Um, Matt says, speaking of Dallas, uh, anyone has connections uh, to a screenwriter for a sitcom, hit us up because Dallas has been sending some funny ideas. Um, And he has been, which is funny. But in that second half, that could have been a 20 that we could have ended up at 28 if we go for it on the fourth and half a foot and then get a two point conversion, which isn't guaranteed, but tell you what, watching our quarterback sneak with Mark that we ran and then a, a two point conversion in that situation, the way we were running the ball. I don't think that's impossible by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't think it was, it was a huge play, but I don't think it hundred percent decided the game right there. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I mean, at that point, it would have felt terrible, but um, knowing what we know now and how the adjustments that Rodgers made to the defense in the second half and how many drives we had where, I mean, they ended up in field goals. They could have ended up in touchdowns um, if we, you know, we, if we would have had to press more. Um, right. So, yeah, no, I agree. Um, shout out to – so we mentioned Herder had the interception – uh, shout out to him for stepping in. I mean, he like hadn't, I, don't, I think that was his first start uh, and he had to do it because yeah. of injury. Um, so that was huge. Uh, Stalbert was back there moving back from linebacker back to safety. Um, and Tucker large was in there too, because Durant and Norblade and reader were all out, uh, mm-hmm. which was um, a huge hit. And, and then we get uh, Freeman and McGoy go out too. And, our defense still did what they did in that second half, which is just crazy impressive. Um, right. One thing I was going to mention, uh, somebody said, uh, but it was still being unprepared because we had 12 guys um, in reference to that, that punt. Yeah. Um, I agree that it, our special teams has been a problem. Um, and there's just been something off, like we whether it's not prepared or whatever. But we have to give huge credit to Hunter Dustin. Yes. And the, and the field goal unit in general, because, you know, yep. we, of all the field goal problems we had, we were so worried about that going into this game. And they were just, they were clean. They were, you know, they got off quick. Like the timing looked good. Dustman's kick looked like they had good height on them, good trajectory. So they weren't about to get blocked. I mean, mm-hmm. those guys, I, I mean, all kind of won the game. 
honestly, like having oh. three field goals. I mean, yeah, that, that's and, huge. and making both extra points. I mean, Hunter, for as much as we were riding special teams last week, and me specifically saying, you know, maybe we need to consider during some of these longer field goals, just going for it on fourth down instead. Mm-hmm. Um, they were absolutely left pedal all game. So huge props to them for that. Um, the, the kick coverage was actually really good as well. Uh, they pinned them inside the 25 multiple times. So uh, did you say left pedal? Yeah. Clutch left pedal. Okay. Yeah. Left you not drove, have you not drove a I was not skinny that? pedal. Not not skinny pedal, not gas. No, I think no, that's not what gas. All clutch, baby. So uh, don't ride the also, clutch, ladies and gentlemen. That is the out. first time I've ever heard anybody say that. You're welcome. I'm just here to bring new and exciting things into your life, Ben. It was Speaking a lot of new and exciting things. We have a new and exciting sponsor for our game recap we're doing here, Dakota Iron in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. For all of your equipment needs, be sure to get a hold of them. They will be more than happy to hook you up. Anything from Bobcats all the way up to heavy-duty equipment for construction and farm equipment. So be sure to get a hold of those guys if you need that. Thank you so much to John for his support over at Dakota Iron. <laughs> it's, he knows left pedal. I bet he got that. I bet he gets this line. John, John, shoot me a text if you got that this before Ben did. <laughs> um, before we move on, electrical from, engineer with his soft office hands. <laughs> I don't have manual vehicles, man. Uh, anyway, who has a man? Nobody has a manual anymore. Nobody knows what. Uh, anyway. Excuse me, I do. Do you I really? Do. I yeah. knew for a fact Chad had a fucking. <laughs> oh, there it went. I knew for yes, a Chad, fact Chad had Hell one. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Um, I've driven clutch. Shit, I started driving a motorcycle when I was like four. Before, before we move on from uh, the defense, I did want to mention the amazing stat line that NDSU had 99 yards rushing and 280 total at half. By the end of the game, they had 127 yards rushing and 354 total. So the yeah. se- whole second half, they had 28 yards rushing and 74 total yards. Locked down. Which is insane. Like That's, that's what NDSU does. They get up by 14. They get up by 14, and then they just ground and pound you. And they just gain like 200 yards on the ground in the second half. I mean, for us to do what we did is insane, really. I mean, it. Yeah. And that, that's why that's why it felt so insurmountable, because like the NDSU is the type of team that you don't come back against down fourteen like that in their house. Yeah, um, no, it was uh, really impressive the fact that uh, what did, come on, Brent. Oh yeah, the Podfather's watching. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, one more person I want to bring up on defense before I get to Dustin's comment because I think that is one that needs to be addressed. Um, Dallas Beanham, the kid just makes plays. Mm-hmm. Guess who made the last pass breakup on that fourth down? Where if he doesn't knock that ball out of his hands, that's a first down, and they are five to ten yards away from field goal range. Dallas Beanham just shows up whenever you need a big play. It was incredible. So uh that was awesome. I got a swear jar. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> 
You do need to swear. We'd, we'd definitely um, be making like less money um, than we are now on this podcast. Look, it costs man, us I, more money with our big our big pay and uh, the big equipment budget we have on here. <laughs> I can afford a swear jar. Um, uh, Dustin Perman, though, he said, uh, "How does SDSU get?" Uh, their crowd to affect the game like NDSU when opponents are an oh you can't hear yourself think when the bison are oh you can hear a mouse fart in the far end of the dome I think our fans actually do a pretty good job when we're on offense of being quiet um, when it comes to as loud as the dome I, it's not I, it's not going to happen our stadium is not built to be loud part, especially as loud as a dome if it was go, if we wanted a chance at that they should have built the stadium more vertical in my opinion but we can certainly be loud and there are absolutely times where it is loud and difficult for people to hear because like zimmer said on his podcast once it's you know it doesn't matter once you get past the volume of having a hard time hearing like it doesn't make as much of a difference. Either you're going to struggle with it or you're not. Dustin um, says, provide the fans with uh, helmets to bang. Yeah, that or let us have cowbells back. How about that? That'd be cool. That'd be cool if we got to use the thing that our uh, fight song is based on. That'd be pretty flipping sweet. I almost did another one. Um, <laughs> so that'd be cool. See, look at me. I'm learning. It's personal growth with me that really impresses the people. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so that's my personal opinion on that. I think the bigger issue is teaching us to be loud every down instead of just on third down. Yeah, I mean, it. I will say that it's tough to get up for some teams. Like when I feel like when NDSU is there, like we're up pretty much every down. Mm-hmm. When Drake's in the house and when Marston Illinois is there, like, it's tough to get up every single down like that, but right. um, and I'll guarantee NDSU doesn't do that for every other team like the way they do against SDSU. True, one hundred percent correct. Yeah. All right, so I think we hit on the defense and special teams, and now we got to talk about the offense. Isaiah Davis, beast again, monster. His oh first God. touchdown run. I am like. We, we lost it in the stands like we were. Oh, yeah. Just because, like, <laughs> the way the NDSU drove down and went up 7-0, to and then we came back and he did he made that run. And I think it was even on, like, a third and 10 or something like that. Like, it was uh, – yeah, it was unreal uh, that he was – and I don't know if you saw my tweet. I was proud of it because they were they were boasting how how good they had been in the recent most recent game against Indiana State and not missing tackles um, <laughs> and then they missed five on one play <laughs> like those guys were just bouncing off Isaiah Davis yeah he was he was stiff arming them too you know so, so yeah. yeah right yeah oh Can't yeah tackle He's... him up here at the up here like this really they didn't want to bounce off. they didn't want to tackle him the, no. If you the last two guys that went up to him on that play, yeah, no, they wanted no, they were interested. going there to try to make it look like an attempt on film. That was not an action. I mean, it should count as a broken tackle, but they wanted no part of the business end of Isaiah Davis. Um, and uh, thanks to David for listening in Pennsylvania. You're up there with uh, I got a text from uh, Dylan in Georgia, who's been watching and a Jacks fan since like 2000. 
16 ish. So uh, glad you're listening, bud. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, nice. Isaiah was a, Isaiah was a monster dude. Right. He was an absolute monster. And then Amar Johnson, like, yes, that dude coming I mean, out party. Yeah. We've been waiting for him to break out. And I was pretty critical of him last game because like, it seemed like he just couldn't stay on his feet. And it was like, man, if you stay on your feet, you'll, you'll break that run. And he did yep. that this game and he mm-hmm. had some huge, huge runs. I mean, obviously the touchdown one, but there was another long one along the sideline. I can't remember. Was that a pass or a run? I think that might have been a pass. But mm-hmm. either way, Amar Johnson, huge credit. Um, yeah, just, uh, I mean, and he was even breaking tackles too. Like he was pulling Isaiah Davis where he was like stiff-arming guys to the ground. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, that was that was cool to see. Um, Gronowski, again, is just a gamer. Like that guy just knows how to win football games. Um, He just makes the right decision all the time. And it's impressive. Like he doesn't press, like he doesn't throw bad balls. Like if it's not there, he knows to tuck it and run it and he can get a few yards on that. And, and I I like that he's, he's got a little more self-preservation this year. I think that some people are like, Oh, he just doesn't look like he did. It's like, no, he's just making sure he doesn't get hurt. <laughs> like, right? He he was when you saw him run that freshman year. That was a reckless abandon. Like he was a man yeah. on yeah. a mission. He did like he did not care what happened to his body. But I think he realizes now like how important he is to this team and how he needs to stay healthy. And so you see him trying to take less big hits, um, which is good to see because he's still he's getting yards. He's doing what he need, right. needs to do. And I mean, when he needs to get an extra couple of yards for first down, he'll do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, just uh, again, huge credit to, um, to him. He's so fun to watch. Um, as far as uh, Terry Youngen asks, uh, any news on Davis? Is he okay? Not sure. Um, um, kind of, oh, you would. Well, when I watched the presser of Stig's presser and they asked about Kraft after Kraft came out and said that he's ready to go on Twitter, mm. the big, TK Tucker Craft is coming back, boys and girls. But then when Stig was asked about it, he kind of stopped short of saying that Tucker would be back. But he said Isaiah was able to play. Um, I don't know at what percentage he's gonna be able to play. He might be on a pitch count. Um, they might realize, hey, maybe we're able to rest them more with you know Amar coming on the scene. But I do believe I remember seeing that he might play. Um, so he was out with the number one. I, I don't know what that means, Jim. If that, I means think practiced he, with the number ones. Oh, practice with the number ones. That's right. Yeah, I think he. Said yep, that. that's what he said. He practiced with the ones. That's right, Jim. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that's good news. Um, I saw somebody comment. Yeah. All right. So Jamal said Jamal M. He says uh, Amar's been stiff arming, breaking tackles for years. I got a feeling you might have been watching him in high school, Jamal. I got a feeling <laughs> you you know better what to expect than we do, man. <laughs> but, have we been I, waiting I for no it, man? Doubt, like, we no have, doubt we, in my mind. Yeah, we're, we're excited to see it. Yeah, we have been asking for more carries for Amar and um, Josh Burai and Angel um, Johnson and all those guys. I did want to comment. Somebody said something about the Bison announcer in their um, in the <laughs> dog being ordered being, from Wish. From, ordered from Wish. <laughs> that was funny. I also am 100% obviously sure they, Terry's first they do game on, in the in 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 the dome because that's right. pretty 
that's they been do part that of on, the course for a long time. They do that on purpose. They do that on purpose. It's all mind games up there. They act like they don't pull some some things, but call you the wrong you know, name. Call you yeah. the wrong name. Give you the wrong down and distance to try to get your coaches thinking that they're a yard too far from where they're supposed to be consistently. Um, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. The waggling of the Shields logo on the on their net when they hurriedly, oh my God, it's a field goal. We haven't expected this when they brought the field goal unit out. <laughs> um, it's all a bunch of little crap that they always pull that adds to their stuff. Playing music when you're up on the line of scrimmage, whether it's through the PA system or their band, it's it, and you're trying to make the snap count at the line of scrimmage it's just all Playing part of crowd it. noise through the pa system you know yeah it's it is all a part of what makes that that's why it was part of why i hate domes they're tacky and artificial fake places to play football um but whatever you know if you want to feel like an arena football f- team that's up to you um <laughs> jamal so, has been watching him he has years. been watching him yeah thanks so, thanks for listening by the way jamal yeah yeah you like what you had jamal um no we're not and you know what i dallas i don't know if we need to go into the breakdown of bisonville that's like um that's like uh standing outside of an insane asylum and then making fun of the people inside you know it's fun for like it's fun for like five minutes and then you realize that you know they're all just nuts so <laughs> my, my dad had an older fashion saying that that he used to say to me that i'm not going to say online because we'd get canceled for it um it's, um last thing about the offense that i got to say uh mason mccormick like that dude like play of the game that's the play of the game in my opinion over the interception. easily play of the game yeah i mean uh, yeah it was like the interception was huge but it was earlier in the game if mason mccormick if if mason mccormick does not recover that fumble we probably lose that game yeah I, I will say probably because that was a huge momentum swing or it could have been a huge momentum swing um, and I, I don't understand how the, the envious that poor kid, like he was getting. I, I couldn't. Oh. I couldn't get enough of NDSU's misery, so I went and listened to the Bison 1660 radio deal where they oh, let let callers call in. <laughs> Did you? Do they have that online? Like, oh yeah, it's on. It's on Spotify. Oh, yeah, like, fire Tyler Roll. He's the worst. Oh, Cam Miller's terrible. Oh, the, the kid that couldn't record. Like, it's like, dude, those kids are 20 years old, like, and you're blasting right. them. Just give me right. a break. But anyway, that poor kid that didn't recover that fumble and that Mason McCormick bullied that ball away from 100%. the bottom of the pile. Uh, I mean, it, it's just. Yeah, it they was, said Mason wanted it more, no doubt. Oh, well, yeah. Did you, did you just he read his quotes? It. You read his quotes about that? Mm hmm. <laughs> said that's my ball that's my <laughs> effing ball and that's what he said about it like he looked and he saw that dude was on it, he said that's my ball and he behaved exactly how you expect Mike <laughs> expect him to behave when it comes to something like that he got the ball I honestly am a little bit surprised that Mets for NDSU still had an arm after they came out of the pile <laughs> i expected it to still be attached to the ball with mason gnawing on it like a turkey drumstick <laughs> uh I yeah, did that like, was beautiful i think it was chad's quote on the the 18 podcast <laughs> you say that mason's who you want to be when you grow up 
<laughs> that is exactly what I said. Yeah, I nobody like commented to, on it. So we need to make T-shirts of that, like with Mason holding the holding the Dakota marker. And be like, I want to be Mason McCormick when I grow up. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I love oh, that's amazing. So uh, now that we've again, talked about, oh, you go ahead. I was going to say that that we've talked a lot about this game. Yeah, so, one more thing on it. I will say that. It was very good that we won that game. However, I looked. I went back and looked, and I was like, why did our offense struggle so much in that first half? And almost every one, it was self-inflicted penalties. Every one of them. Like, we have to stop. Yep. And I get it. Like, it was a loud dome. And, and, I mean, I do feel bad for our right tackle. What's his name? Bell. Um, O'Brien. Oh, O'Brien. John O'Brien. Uh, I mean, he was matched up against Spencer Wagey, and he had no help on the outside, and he was expected to go on movement. And I think Spencer Wagey had to been, like, twitching or something like that because mm-hmm. well, clearly O'Brien was seeing movement, and that's why he was moving. He thought that the play had started. Um, and so uh, poor guy. I mean, he had, like, three false starts. But anyway – the point is we just can't have those self-inflicting penalties because when we don't, our mm-hmm. offense eats. Like our almost every time, every drive that we have that isn't doesn't have a self-inflicted penalty ends up in points. And so right. let's just stop shooting, shooting ourselves in the foot. Well, yeah, for all the NDSU fans that are out there going, well, if uh, we didn't have that bogus personal foul or – Whatever. Well, yeah, you know what? If this game's in Brookings, we don't jump off sides five times or six times, and we score every every drive that you score in the first half, and then we beat you by 16. So shut up. <laughs> because it was 16 to nothing in the second half. So sh- just shut up with that tomfoolery. Um, in all seriousness, you know, Wagey just had the speed on uh, O'Brien yeah. there. And when you're in a loud environment like that, you're already slow off the ball compared to what you would be in a non-loud environment. And then you have a super fast defensive end like that to keep up with. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you get, it's easy to get really jumpy and that's what happened, you know? And yeah. it was tough to watch, but to his credit, that second half, he absolutely pulled it together. Um, and the coaching staff adjusted to it a little bit as well. Um, but we got to be ready, man. This Alara center is going to be amped up. I mean, first oh, yeah. time they've had a number one team in the FCS in that dome ever. They see this as their own opportunity, and they well should. They should see this as an opportunity. Why wouldn't you? You're number 20 in the nation. Number one team's coming in there. You get a chance to put yourself in the national spotlight in a way that UND's never been before. Um, we better be ready for the noise, because if we play that again, UND's offense can put up points a lot faster than NDSU's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got to be ready. It's another game in a dome, and like you said, they're going to be loud. They're not going to be as loud as the Fargo Dome was, but, um, yeah, I mean, we got to be ready for that, and we got to adjust accordingly. Um, I keep saying it's the last thing I'm going to say about this game, but I don't want to move on from it because it's just such a sweet victory. Um, How about – so we go up by two, and there's still 348 left in the game. And number one, credit to the coach, credit to Stig or whoever made the decision to mm-hmm. kick a field goal and trust our defense because Stig. it was fourth and goal from the one. And it's not a guarantee that if we go for a touchdown there, we get it. They already stuffed us once. 
And I mean, it could have happened where we get stuffed again and then you just, you're down by five and you got to try to get the ball back or how many, no, we would have been down by one at that point. But anyway, credit to them for trusting the defense. You were angry. We didn't go for it. No, I did not. You were not. I was not. What did I say? I don't remember, remember, Brandon. I don't remember. Ben, I don't care if we win by one. Oh, right. As long as we win. I don't care if we win by one. As long as we win. Well, we have somebody, the guy sitting in front of us looks at me and he goes, how'd you feel about it? And I looked at him and I said, I'll let you know in about four minutes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so after that, so they have 348. All they have to do is get into field goal range. And our defense, we gave up a pretty big play to the 50-yard line. And then our defense just completely shut him down for four plays in a row, which was awesome. Awesome to see. Um, Just every play down the stretch. First off, son, his name is Dad to you. Yeah, true. (laughs) Listen here. (laughs) Or Father. I will also accept Father. On your comments, it's funny comment, especially with the every other capitalized because that looks worse than something I'd do. That's in case anybody's wondering, mocking Ben's me. Son just said, I bet Ben said, We shot ourselves in the foot every podcast. <laughs> he might have, but I'm only giving validity to that statement if you call him dad, otherwise, you don't get recognized. That's right, making a funny comment. He does have a sweet, uh, <laughs> sweet avatar though. McAfee he does with have a cuddle. sweet avatar, yes. He um, does. Anyway, uh, I think that's all we need to say about that game. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's move on felt to good. our felt, uh, felt good walking. Oh, oh God, enjoyed. yeah, I did. I we had enjoyed. some we had some champagne in the bus on the way back. Yeah, Shout out to whoever brought that. I don't remember, but yeah, we were popping champagne. There we go. <laughs> way, to, way to go. He's got it. Okay, Father. That's what I like to hear from you. Um, but um yeah no i i just want to say if there is anyone who has a brewery runs a brewery is listening to this and wants the easiest way in the world to become a sponsor if you make a type of beer uh called bison tears it's probably got to be salty and a light <laughs> beer but if you made some called bison beers and just sent us a case a month bison tears. that's it yeah yep. yeah bison tears and you will have a podcast sponsor for life. I don't care if Matt says no. I'll just say your name every time. So I don't, they don't even have to give us money. They just send, <laughs> right. not even money. We'll just be like, just hey, send us guys, the beer. Just a little beer. What are you? And I'm drinking Bison Tears. Yep. I feel like we might be able to get. Um, it's like the song "Orphan Tears." We need to get wooden legs on that. Yeah. Right. Oh, wooden legs or remedy or whatever. I mean, I'm it needs to come from wooden legs. The pod, la- the pod father said it's okay. You know the guys at wooden legs? Ask them. Bison tears beer. It's gonna. Oh, this is gonna be awesome. And it has to be sponsored as light, salty, and can make you upset to your stomach. And like have it be like a partnership with Jackrabbit Illustrated. This is gonna be amazing. It'd be incredible. Yeah, like just a, like a. The, like a salt and lime beer, those are popular right now. Yeah, wooden legs. You if you're go. listening, yeah. uh, bison tears, salty, limey beer. Yep, Chad, you on that? 
is leaving right now to go <laughs> to go That's drive true. to Brookings. Okay. <laughs> yeah, or Eponymous no, uh, Brewing Company, who is always uh, my acting on the so. hair razors. Yeah, it is. What's up, yeah. Pixels? It's gonna take. He's having a bad time over there. It's gonna take forever to download those videos on Napster on your dial-up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have to slow down his yeah, you know, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, let's go into the load. Dad, he can't even get me off. Yeah. <laughs> you got nothing but sadness over there. All right, we're going to the pick recap. His internet's as effective as the uh NDSU offense was last week. <laughs> in the second half. Well, it worked for a little bit in the first half for Chad too. That's true. This is true. This is true. All right. Hey, Matt even likes my Matt Napster comment. All right. right. We're we're in good with the pod by now. Dustin says uh, Chad shouldn't be adding to his uh, browser history while he's podcasting. We can't put that word on the screen. All right. Looks like I just did. (laughs) That's worse than putting ROT69 on there. Is it? No, it's not. Um, One is an industry. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's move on. We're going to the pick. We'll we'll leave that one to the boss and see what he says. I'm pretty sure he's not going to be happy about it. We're going to the pick recap. Sponsored. the, uh, The whole pick segment. Is sponsored by Shenanigans. Um, thank you to Shenanigans for sponsoring us. They're the best place to watch an away game. If you don't have any plans for this Saturday, go watch the UND game there. There'll be a bunch of SDSU fans there. They'll have the game on the big screen. They'll have the sound on. Um, yeah, stop by Shenanigans. All right. So uh, if you didn't see my tweet, I am now 10-0 after the, the last two weeks. 5-0 and again. Brendan again went four and one, which isn't bad, but it's not as good as me. Um, you and I took care of Utah Tech, forty-one to fourteen, covered Southern Illinois, uh, whooped up on Western Illinois, thirty to seven. Uh, Youngstown State and Indiana State had a barn burner. Uh, Youngstown State won forty-eight to forty-two, and Indiana State covered. Uh, that was the one that I got right. Brendan got wrong, um, and then. Illinois State beat USD. Oh, sad USD. Oh, um, sadness. You know, people are, like, I'm sorry. Like, there's there's people out there in um, Sioux Falls media members, and, I, and I don't, there's nothing wrong with it or anything, but they're saying they have a chance at the playoffs if they run five off and go six and five. No, they don't. They just don't. I don't I'm sorry. So. I really don't think so because – if you think back to those six and five teams, like it wasn't just that they had really tough strength of schedules. They had wins against good teams. If you have a tough set strength of schedule, but you only beat the shitty teams, that means you're still a shitty team. You need a win. You can't just make it in on good losses. If you're six and five, you can make it in on good losses. If you're seven and four, you're not making it in at six and five with five bad losses or good losses. And this is, this is suck less. This is not to mention that they're not going to win the rest of their games. They have a game this week against Southern Illinois. They have to go to Youngstown State, who doesn't look terrible, and then they have to also go to UND. And they're not—they're not, they're not going to win the rest of their games. They're not making the playoffs. Give it up. 
Anyway. Even if they won the rest of their games, they're not making playoffs. They're right. Not, there's too many teams that are going to have high win totals. The SoCon's looking like they're going to get an extra bid on top of their auto bid, possibly two. You know, the the OVC might get a get an uh, at large. Like, good lord, it's not happening. Stop yep. it. Agreed. Uh, yeah, Jordan Fink, those teams usually had an FBS win. Agreed. Yeah, like those six and five teams to get in, they have to have like that marquee win that, like, yeah, the six and five, but they got a good win. Um, right. USC just won't have that. But right. anyway, the final pick in the recap is SDSU beating NDSU 23 to 21 and covering the spread, which got up to plus four by game time. Oh, I didn't stretch on my wrist hurts. What's that? Are we, are we doing this still? Proper stretching for it. Did you see? I got some. I got some good uh, TV time at the end of that game. Yeah, you did. You're a star. I was throwing it. uh, It was just. I was in a moment. It was. It was a good moment. I did take a picture with uh, Gronowski's brother. Is it Ryan? Yes, Ryan's awesome. I love Ryan. Yeah, I need to get that picture. Deb and Ryan were down there, and she's like, "Hey, let's take a picture." So. Need to get the picture I from Deb. Send you her phone number so she could, you could ask for it. Yeah, I should get that. We don't, we don't need to just. Well, yeah, I mean, you could just ask her. You don't have to send her phone number all over the place. Anyway, uh, anybody else okay. want her phone number while we're at it? We'll just <laughs> yeah. Put it out on yeah, the just put it, as, put it in the chat. Everyone, she knows Ben. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we can make a ticker on the bot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so I went five and zero. Brandon went four and one. We're both twenty six and twenty two overall, which is not bad for an against the spread record. Mm-hmm. And me, I mean, I'm ten and zero in the last two weeks, which is good. But you're also eight and two, which is not bad either. Um, so, yeah, if you want, uh, maybe we should rename the segment. Do that is not that's not actually her number. I hope that's I hope that's your number. Whose number is that? Was that your Jenny's phone number, number, Ben? That's Jenny's number. Oh, oh okay. Come on. Uh, See, it's the area code that throws me off. Anyway. It's the area code that throws me off. All right. Let's show up. Do you have the, the top 25 up, Chad? Uh-oh. I have total faith in Chad that he had the top 25 up. I think my headphones are dying. There's no way this goes poorly. <laughs> yes, he does. So... We've got SDSU at number one in the FCS broadcast media top 25. I was surprised that this is the first week ever that SDSU is number one. I don't well, know if it's, in, I don't know about this poll, but in the, in the stats, uh, stats, stats and the coaches, coaches poll. poll is. Yep. Stats right. and poll because slot voting reigns supreme in there because they're lazy. I mean, not all of them. Obviously, Jamie Williams got his act together and, you know, Sam Herter and the rest of the guys. Um, I don't know about that other uh, hero sports guy. Apparently, you know how you find randomly you're blocked by people? Well, this Benny Coulter, whatever they have writing for him, has me blocked for some reason. So I probably told him he eats crayons and licks glue or something back in the day, and now he's upset. Yeah, thank you, Dustin. Dustin's have a, had SDSU number one in his poll for a month. He was right all along. Damn month. Get it straight. Damn month. Um, after SDSU, we've got three big sky teams, Sacramento State, Montana State, Weaver State, and then you've got NDSU at number five, Mercer, Holy Cross, Incarnate Word, Jackson State, who doesn't count, 
and Idaho at number 10. Uh, where's Montana? Oh, they're down in the realm of sadness. Oh, no, Montana lost. <laughs> no. That's right. The fighting Jason X took out Montana. Uh, credit to Eck, by the yeah. way. We still love yeah. Eck, and credit to him. He it was an excellent win. Aha! But um, ah. nice. Aha. Um, but yeah, so Idaho took down Montana. They dropped all the way down to number 12, uh, which is tough for them, but. Well, uh, you know, here's the thing, and this is what I applaud and I like our our, our media poll for mm -hmm. um, as the broadcast media poll. It makes sense. Tell me, yeah. give me a reason Montana should be ranked in the top 10. Look at their wins and then one good loss to Idaho and look me in the face and tell me any reason besides, well, they're just good. There's no reason. They, they got put where their resume says they go. And I love that. Yeah, I mean, we're far enough into the season at this point that you can look at resume. I mean, you could make the same argument for NDSU, honestly. Yes, I, genuinely. That's why I'm – I mean, like, anyone who was like, well, they should be stuck in. Well, look at look at Sac State and Weber and Montana State's resumes and then tell me why NDSU should be above them other than they lost at home to the number two team at the time. Right. So then after that, we've got uh, the other Missouri Valley team. Southern Illinois is up to 15 now, and UND is up to 19 in this poll. And that's all we got for the Missouri Valley. Um, yep. Let's go on to the picks for this week. So this week, we've got Missouri State going <laughs> to <laughs> UNI. What are we laughing about uh, now? Dustin's comment. If Montana isn't in the top five, will Bobby Hawk say the poll doesn't count? Well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> probably. They'll probably throw in the towel after this and say they didn't compete in this playoff, so it didn't count. That's probably what they're looking at. They're, they're working <laughs> on the logistics right now in Montana. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, Steve Anderson says, long shot, but SDSU versus Idaho and Natty would be a sweet story. That'd be fun. I don't know that I want to face Eck. Uh, I don't either. I, I want nothing to do with facing Eck because he knows well, everything about everything. this program. I do love all the Eck puns, by the way. Jordan, Jordan Fink says Montana said what the Eck just happened. Dustin <laughs> said it was one Eck of a win. Right. I, love it. I don't we know. We love Eck. Why, why aren't we that clever? I, we never said anything like that. When, not at all. When, no. Why is this a thing now? Why did we not think of it until he left? It took us, what, six years? Know. And now we're all like, ha-ha! Such an opportunity. <laughs> years, of, the entirety of this podcast, we could have been making those jokes, and uh, yeah, no, um, and it's nothing ill will against uh, Eck. I want him to go as far as. Oh can. yeah, I just know how good of a play caller that man would be, and how well he knows our roster. That is like a nightmare scenario to and deal then, with and get a win. But would Jimmy throw... kind of like going against him and beating him? It oh, would also sure. it'd be fun. It would be yeah. fun from a fun standpoint. It's awesome. From a I want to win a national st championship standpoint, I hate it. That scares the shit out of me. We probably throw... shouldn't be talking about Idaho in the national championship because, uh, you know, our buddy Chris Hammond might lose lose himself just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> he'll fall over and hit his head. It won't hurt him too bad because it'll be like two feet. But if <laughs> I love just Chris. <laughs> he's just a wee man. 
I do love how like <laughs> Matt was like, Matt was sitting between us, <laughs> the three of us, up on the rooftop, and he goes, "God, I forgot how the how big they make you boys in South Dakota." That's right. <laughs> Crazy looked around. I was like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> All right. Anyway, as I was saying, we've got Missouri State going to UNI. UNI is a two and a half point favorite in that one. Um, Missouri State is reeling. They are. They haven't won a game since they were two and zero. And their season looked real promising. Now, not so much anymore. Uh, they need a win in the worst way. Um, UNI again has kind of had their back against the wall, as they seem to always have the back against the wall. I think I think I'll take Missouri State to bounce back in this one. I, I don't think UNI has what it takes. Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. I think, uh, Missouri state's given up. So really? I'm, yeah, I do. I just think they've given up. And what was the spread? Cause I wasn't listening to you. You and I is favored by two and a half, two and a half. All right. I'm going to take you and I in that one. They're going to win by like three Yeah, or something stupid, it's, but it's going to be like both of them have, uh, Southland defenses, and it's a good thing they don't have a D in their name because they'd lose that privilege just like the Southland Conference does. So um, they are going to put up – it's going to be like 41 to 38 or something stupid. I think I think Petrino gets Missouri State back on track. I think that they – if they went out, they could probably still make the playoffs. Um, it, it'd be – they could get to seven wins, and they've got a favorable schedule – I think they don't. They don't play NDSU, uh, or the, did they already play NDSU? No, they didn't even play them at all this year. Uh, they already Here played us. Go. They already played UND and SIU. So they've got a favorable schedule. Um, yeah, <laughs> Jim says, "How about the new addition of the B Team Live Pod on Saturday? The beat of Vanna White. Shout out to Brent's dad. Brent's dad <laughs> made the appearance. That was awesome. Um, anyway, so you're taking UNI in this game yep. minus two and a half. Okay." Yep, because they're at home. If it was in Missouri State, I'd take Missouri State. Gotcha. Um, Youngstown State, uh, who is honestly like I watched that Youngstown State game back and against UND, they should have beat UND. Youngstown State's not a bad team, um, mm-hmm. and they are favored by ten and a half at uh, Western Illinois. I'll take Youngstown State in this one. I think Western Illinois is a lame duck at this point. Give me the sher- sharply dressed lethal birds in that. There you one. go. And then Southern Illinois goes to USD. Um, USD. I just I think they've got their uh, after losing by two against Illinois State. I don't see how they come back. And I think Southern Illinois has got something going. I'll take Southern Illinois minus four and a half here. Well, there's two things that uh, are going against USD in this game. Uh, Southern Illinois has a good defense. And USD doesn't have an offense. So that's not great. I am tempted to claim that Southern Illinois is going to outscore USD's offense with their defense. Hmm. And you know what's better than USD's playoff dreams officially dying on D-Days? Is it D-Days? It's D-Days. That's awesome. Yes, it is. As in death days. (laughs) Death days for their dreams of being anything and the sock lukey comes to town as dustin and the sock lukey fears no man so give me the sock lukies agreed 
Um, and then you've got Illinois State going to Indiana State, the Battle of the ISUs. Illinois State is a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. This one will be interesting. Um, yeah. Illinois State's got a very uh, a solid defense. Indiana State seems to have a pretty good offense. Um, I This one's tough for me. I think I'll take Indiana State to hang on in this one. They're, they're plus six-and-a-half. I'll take that. I was hoping you were going to go with Illinois State. I was going to catch a game on you. Give me Indiana State <laughs> all day. They've done nothing but put up a pile of points and give good teams good games for yeah. a while, for the last couple of games and at home against an Illinois State team. In fact, I'm going to go so far as to say I think Indiana State might win this one outright. I could see that too. I agree. I mean, I, and uh, that's the thing. That's, like, if we like, we are not looking ahead at all. No. But They're a scary team. As podcasters, we can do we we can do that. We can look forward okay, to what I want. We can look forward to Hobo Day where we play Indiana State. Hobo Day has historically not it's we've had some letdowns on Hobo Day. Mm-hmm. And Indiana State can be a dangerous team. So I mean the it's not over. Like I've heard I think it was no. I think I was listening to Herder. He's like, well, they win this week. They're walking into a one seed. It's like, eh, I don't know about that. We still got Hobo Day and yeah. Indiana State. And the Uni Dome and then yeah, Illinois yeah. State possibly playing to make the playoffs. Yeah. So I mean um, it's it's not a cakewalk at this point. I'd probably prefer that Illinois State wins just to take the wind out of Indiana State's sails. Yeah, I'd be I'd be all right with that. Because yeah, then Indiana State wouldn't have much to play for, but I mean, it hasn't hasn't seemed to matter to this point. They played pretty damn hard, but right. Anyway, then we come to the one that matters: SDSU going to UND, and SDSU is a ten point favorite in this one. Uh, before we make our pick, uh, I do have some comments on this game. Um, UND, as Matt talked about. Um, in his what to watch for i think uh article which you should go check out on jack garbett illustrated twitter or our website um matt's always got great info in there learn a ton from him um their passing offense is legit schuster is a problem like he he can be a problem anyway if we let him be um and they've got some legit threats on the outside They've got a taller guy. Is it Mog? I think. Um, yep. And then yep. the the Fair shorter one, one uh, Bell something. Anyway, uh, they Bellquist. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean they're they've got a they're a threat uh, in the passing game. Um, they if Schuster scrambles like he's a he's kind of a scrambling quarterback. It's kind of like uh, in, I don't know like. Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson kind of mold where he likes to just kind of run around back there and make a play. Um, our D line is just going to have to be relentless on him and not let him make a play when he gets loose. Um, because that's when, I mean, and we've seen it in the past. I mean, it, it happened two years ago in the, in the Alara center where, um, we messed around and went and lost that game. Um, so, I mean, it, it's going to be, it'll be a tough task going up there. Yeah, um, Tommy Schuster scares me more than Shelly did. Yeah. Um, watching that guy, he is a nightmare, not because he's going to gash you 
run with his legs, but he is brutally difficult to tackle when he drops back. And they get a lot of offense either from a quick little wide receiver screen. They run that a couple times and then they fake it and burn you over the top. Or if it gets into third and eight, second and 10, whatever long distance it is when they're behind the sticks, he Schuster drops back escapes the pocket with his legs, escapes the pass rush because their offensive line is not very good. And then they're phenomenal in the scramble drill and getting open when he scrambles. Because that's all they know. And they gash people with it. Just gash people with it. So mm-hmm. they've the D-line's got to keep him contained. And honestly, exactly what Jordan Fink says, this game screams SDSU needing to win the time of possession by 10 to 12 minutes. I agree. Um, UND's pass defense is suspect at best, but I think you want to run the ball because you don't want to be in a shootout with them. You don't want a tired defense chasing all over the field after these plays when they try to go sideline to sideline over and over and over and over again. We want to control the ball, run the ball on their throats, control the time of possession 35 to 40 minutes, and keep their offense off the field to keep our defense fresh. If that happens, we could run away with it. If that doesn't happen, this is going to be a nightmare. Yeah, no, I agree. You don't want to get into a shootout with them. And it it's weird. Like they it almost like watching the Youngstown's Young Youngstown State game against them. It was kind of like uh those SIU games we used to have where like it was almost like they were like, here, just go ahead and score. We'd rather have the ball back anyway. Because right. like yeah, Randy says call them UN because they got no D. I mean, I like the style, defense Randy. did not look good. And Youngstown State, like I said, should have won that game. They kind of shot themselves in the foot in that one um, because they were driving the ball. They kept getting field goals when they should have got touchdowns. They were driving the ball fairly easily, um, mm-hmm. both in the run game and the pass game. So, yeah, like you said, time of possession is huge in this one, keeping the ball out of Schuster's hands and um, – yeah, just controlling the controlling the clock. And one thing we need to do that we didn't do in the NDSU game is finish out drives with touchdowns. Yes. Now, credit to Hunter Dustman. He did what he needed to do and got his points. But you leave it up to chance. You only get three points instead of seven. And we need to – we can't have that many drives that don't end up in touchdowns when we get that close to the goal line. Finish drives and don't get false start penalties. False start penalties are killing us. And it's honestly the way it kills our drives because we're set up to methodically drive down the field. And as long as we don't shoot ourselves in the foot with penalties, we are incredibly difficult to stop. Incredibly yep. difficult to stop. So yep. um, no doubt. that's all I got for that. When it comes to the game and that spread, I am going to take UND because um, – they're nine and one against ranked teams in the last however many years. And their one loss was to UN to NDSU, um, who interestingly were the first number one team ranked number one ranked team ever to play in that dome that was not an NAI school. So like we're the first real team to be ranked number one. You mean in that dome? You mean uh, the almighty bisons have never been number one and played in that dome? That's interesting. Well, they usually they haven't played them a lot, and usually when they do, they play them after us, and we've won like four of the last six. So, ah, that's why <laughs> that'll screw up a number one ranking. <laughs> just, just here to help. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, their fans are juiced up big time about this game. 
It's going to be loud. It's going to be rowdy. Get a W and get out of that place. It is going to be tough. So I will take UND and the points. I don't. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just taking UND because I think it's going to be close. Yeah, my cousin Jesse mentions Kraft should help a ton in the red zone. That's true. I mean, that's something that like we haven't had that luxury of him in the red zone this year, and he could be huge for us. I mean, not only yes. in the red zone, but just a, a spark overall. Just being on the field. His attracting energy. attention, his energy. I mean, it, it's it's huge to have something like that after the NDSU game to yeah. kind of get us going. And yeah. I I get where you're coming from and taking UND in the points. Um, and I get people's concern about the letdown game after the marker. And it always seems like we you know we get in these spots where we're like, well, we control our destiny now, and then we and then we trip over ourselves here's the deal what i feel is this team's different yeah i think this is. team has something else and honestly i do think a lot of it comes from mason mccormick and like they they have an attitude that uh i don't know what you're pointing at chad what are you pointing number at? 60 to, number 60 He's trying to point at Mason, but he's pointing at the wrong side of the screen. You were pointing at the wrong side of the screen. Um, oh, the right um, side of my. I did it's this so way. weird. It's reverse. Yeah, that that that's Zach Hines. Anyway, uh, yeah, Mason McCormick. I mean, he seems like between that's him weird. and between him and Gronowski and some other guys on this team, they've just got an attitude that it's just it's different. Yep. Like it doesn't seem like they're going to miss a beat. It seems like they're focused every week. I mean, it, it didn't even. Mason barely even celebrated this game. He talked about how, yeah, the number one ranking doesn't matter at all if we don't win the next game. I and hate so, that you gave that a nickname, Dustin. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's true, though. Like, Dustin says it's called the SDSU stumble, and he's actually rooting against it. And it's true. Like, it's it's what we have done. It's what people talk about. Um, but I think, again, I, I just think this team's different. And it was clear right in that post-game presser that Mason McCormick uh, said that comment, which I love that he did because it kind of refocused yeah. the team and just made him realize that, like, yeah, it doesn't matter the number one if, if we just go and lose it to UND um, yeah. or any game after that, for that matter. I mean, this number one ranking doesn't mean anything unless we win the rest of the games and we gain um, home field advantage to the rest of the postseason. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the number one ranking means – It'll actually hurt. Like it, it, it'll be a bad memory if you lose it the yeah. next week. It, it because it'll be kind of like almost embarrassing. Like everybody called it, and then we did it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's huge. Be laser yeah. focused. And you're right. It does feel like there's been a different feel about this team. I and mean, we talked about that in the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. Just we were talking about the interviews in the preseason and how Z the articles Zim and Tanner and everybody had. Um, it was a huge different feeling. Yep. Um, and yep, it's just, I, I, I was saying it more, I think it'll be close more just from it. I'm not saying it's a letdown. I'm just saying it's a tough spot. It is a tough spot. We are down a lot of players. They just came off a bye. This is the second team in three weeks that'll be coming off a bye to face us. We just came off two rivalry games and we're playing in a barn where it's really hard to win. It just is. So yeah, I think we will no. pull it out. I just think it's going to be close. Brendan's doubting them. Bolton board material for SDSU. There you go. Go ahead, Bolton board. <laughs> Prove me wrong. No, um, 
I will take SDSU in the points. Um, I think this spread should be around 14. I think we win uh, around 14 to, by 14 to 17 points. Um, I think we keep Tommy Schuster under wraps. And I think that our run game takes over. We win the time of possession battle. And I think that we see some of the big plays that we've been wanting. Um, you know, you talked about wanting to have some time of possession, but UND's defense just isn't that good. And there's very susceptible to big right. plays. I think this could, in fact, be our highest scoring offensive outing this year. And it I could be that. the arrival of the 50 Butterburger. The 50 Butterburger? I'm are, calling it. Are you 50 picking Butterburger. This, this year's 50 Butterburger? 50 Butterburger sponsored that by is Culver's. A statement. I'm serious. UND. I, no, you are. Uh, I mean, they may score some points, but their their defense is really bad. Right. Um, Garrett Meyer with a fun fact: UND is two and seven coming off buys. That's interesting. Garrett knows a lot about UND. Are you a UND person? No, he's an SDSU I'm fan. Not, is he SDSU fan? Okay. Well, he yeah. Knows a lot about UND. What? He's clearly an SDSU fan. Why? Because he's always two and five. He says. Uh, Corey My apologies, says, Garrett. If you Corey's clearly an SDSU fan, <laughs> that's a that's a big miss, brother. Sorry. Anyway, I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. Uh, Corey Caraway commented as a bold prediction. Uh, nice to meet you on the bus, Corey. Um, which it was cool. To, uh, we, we met a bunch of people on the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, we love to meet our our listeners. Um, so definitely come out and check us out at the tailgate um, when we're in Brookings. But anyway. As I was saying, 14 to 17 point win. Um, I'm going to take SDSU 52 UND. I think they're going to get points. I'm going to go UND's got, I don't know, like 28. Like it's going to be a high scoring affair. I'm telling you, 50 Butterburger, baby. 50 Butterburger. Let's make it happen. Garrett's, Garrett's giving me hell. He says, overall football fan. Taking your plate off of my profile. That's sad. We have a nice plate. Who's what now? I don't know. What are you? Anyway. Rev's saying you're getting a little cocky here, Ben. No, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just. This is just my prediction for the game. I've watched. I've watched UND play football. I've watched SEC play football. This is what I think is going to happen. What are we timing out? I, I'm saying, timeout. Do you think our defense lets them score that many points, Ben? Really? I don't know. I, I, UND's offense is is good. I will give them credit. I don't plan on SDSU. I mean, we just give up 21 to SDSU. Yeah. Are you making out with your mic there, bud? Well, no, I had to. I had to plug in my computer. I was going to die. My headphones are going to die. <laughs> All right, well, that, that means we should probably end it. So we're running up on an hour and 15 here anyway. Yeah. Um, hey, now, Jordan. People don't it forget. A, it was a bold pick, man. It was 10 years ago. People don't forget. Jordan says, I picked Eastern Washington to win the title last year. Yes, I did. And then they just shat the bed. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway. Um, that's all we got to say about the game. 
Yep. Uh, Jamal is on board with me. He's going to be a blowout. 42 to 14. Uh, not quite a 50 Butterburger. Um, Randy Jacobson, 31 13. And Corey Caraway says Ben has a point. Their defense is weak and our offense has the potential to score points. Thank you, Corey. See, more people are agreeing with me. You guys are giving me crap, but I'm just I'm just against our defense allowing that many points. That's my only well, take. I'm not I'm not gonna enjoy it, but I'm just telling you what I think is gonna happen. Helton says 35-27. And by the way, yes, you can reverse your your stream yard so that when you move left and right, it doesn't look stupid. But apparently and I didn't know it doesn't come through that way. So when I point gotcha. this way, I'm pointing at Mason McCormick. Which this way, silly, silly and when man. I point this way, I'm pointing to our tight end. That you know. So no, now you were tight pointing at Mason. Yeah, I know. We I was, did. Not on my screen. I could. Here, hold on. Let, let me just uh, do a screenshot. Anyway, no, we don't need. We, anyway, all right. We're in garage time. We're so we are <laughs> deep in garage time. We're doing screenshots before, to prove before which we, way Chad's pointing. Bef- I know which way you're pointing. Screen. We can tell. We believe you. Yeah. Anyway, um, if you want a lock, uh, if if you've seen these predictions, uh, they've all been quite a few points. Um, our point total against UND is forty-eight and a half. I think that. We, like I said, I think we have a chance to go over that on our on our own, um, and I think that um, that S, that UND also gets some points. So over forty eight and a half, lock of the week. All, all right. right, that's all we got. Stone cold lead pipe lock of the century. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all right, as always, go big, go blue, go, go Jacks. Jacks.